the Lord has made. And what are we going to do today? We're going to rejoice. What are we going to do? Rejoice. Rejoice because God is good, right? All the time and all the time God is good. So happy to be here with you all today, this last Sunday of January. Has God done anything good for y'all this month of January? Bless us the first month of the year. Praise God. So we're just so happy to have you all here at worship service and online. Good morning to everybody on Facebook and online. We're happy to see you as well. We're going to open our service up with prayers today. Lord, we just say thank you. Thank you, God, for being you. Thank you, Lord, for being our father and our friend, our hope. And we just say thank you, God, that you have a good word and a good service in store for us this morning, God. We're just praying, Lord, just to enter in your Holy Spirit. Enter in, Holy Spirit. Enter into this place because we need you today, Lord. Somebody needs to be saved. Somebody needs to be lifted up. Somebody needs encouragement today. We all need a word, everyone. No matter if it's good or bad, that we always need a word from you, Lord, because our day and our week and our lives, they just go much more better. So we just want to honor you, Lord, First time, the first part of our year, first part of our day, first part of our week, Lord. And we're just so thankful that we can just look to you. You are our constant. Lord, we know you have a good word for us today, for each and every one of us. So we just say thank you in advance for that. We're praying for those that are still coming into our worship service, those that need to hear a word online. Let them tune into our station so they can hear a word today. We know you have a good word for everybody. And we're asking you for all over the world just to bless the church at large and let somebody be saved all over the world today, Lord. We know you can do something big. Sometimes we have not because we ask not. But we're asking you, Lord, let somebody be saved today. Let somebody know that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior and that we can trust you as our Father and our friend. So we're asking you to bless our service today. We just want to give you our first fruits of the week, Lord. And we ask all these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen, Amen New Life in Calvary. And welcome again to those that you are online in our worship service. We're so happy to have you. If you're on Facebook, give us a comment, a like, and a wave or share. So that we'll know that you're in with us. And we'll be praying for those of you that are online. Is somebody ready to give God praise today? All right. Well, if you're ready, if you're able, stand to your feet. And we're going to sing with the praise band and the praise team. Every praise. I was created. Praise God, new life in Calvary. Oops. Praise God, new life in Calvary. So, uh, Vince had a surgery, minor surgery yesterday, and so we are without our drummer this morning. He's doing well, though, and so uh, we had to change the song this morning. So we're going to be singing, I Was Created to Worship You. Amen. Carrie wants me to say that we are also missing Larry Rush, praise God, who is in the hospital as well. And so Larry usually takes the lead on every praise. So we're going to be singing, I was created to worship. Thank you. Larry, Larry's at home now. Yeah, he called me last night. He's home.
Today is the fourth Sunday of January. Can you believe it, how quickly the month has gone by? And on the fourth Sunday, our special offering, thank you, two cents a meal, praise God. So our special offering goes to support our two cents a meal, which ultimately makes it possible that we can have monies for the hot meal, the food pantry, and anytime anyone has a food need. So if you're able today, we're asking you to give two cents for every meal that you have eaten in the month of January. As our ushers come forward, I want you to know those of you that are joining us online, you can join us in our offering today. You can go right now to MLACTV.tv and establish your online giving account. You can go to Cash App, put in that number two, MLAC, the dollar sign, number two, MLAC, and your offering comes right to us. You can also mail in your offering. Our address is 2020. East 79th Street, Cleveland, Ohio, 44103. Thank you again for joining us in the offering and join us in prayer. Gracious and holy God, we thank you, Lord, that you are the great giver. We can never outgive you, Holy Spirit. And we thank you, Lord, for these tithes and offerings. We thank you, Lord, for the finances that you have provided so that we can give back to you, Lord Jesus. Our worship, Lord, our giving is our worship. How we give of our service, our finances, ourselves, Lord. How we give everything to you, Lord. It's an act of worship. So, Lord, we give you these tithes and offerings. And that ask that you would bless them, Lord, and increase, Lord. And we just thank you and honor you. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. amen. We will, as the ushers collect the offering today, we will be blessed with the song, Just a Closer Walk with Thee by the Praise Man.
bringing people into our community so that we can be a better witness on your behalf. We thank you and we honor you in the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ we pray. And all God's people said, amen, amen, and amen. So what is a witness? What is a witness? One that stands out for something. Okay, what else? The time? A person who sees it firsthand. How many of y'all have ever seen Pastor Rick explain the testimonial part of a homegoing celebration? Anybody? What does he say? You got two minutes. As a trap door, if you go too long. What else does he say? He says, we don't want to hear your story about what somebody else said. You want a personal witness that you knew the person and that we want you to come up and speak, right? How many of us have been somewhere and they say, well, I didn't really know the person. As soon as they say that, I'm like, well, why are you talking? <laughs> you didn't know the person. A witness is someone who gives evidence in relation to matters of fact. So a person that has to give evidence. You can't go to court and go up front and, and put your right hand up and put your other hand on the Bible and say you're going to swear to tell the truth if you didn't see nothing, right? The judge going to send you out of there. You're like, I really wasn't there, but I had heard. My friend told me. <laughs> that is not going to work. How many of you all have ever witnessed a traffic accident? Amen. I mean, not that you was in one, but you saw one. Amen. How many have ever been called to jury and you had to testify as a witness? All right, a few of us, praise God. Some of you have been witnesses to actual historic events. How many of you all were part of the civil rights movement? Not me. Let me take my hand down. <laughs> did anybody uh, go on the what did, the Freedom Ride buses, or you, you did a sit-in, or you saw Martin Luther King? Did anybody have any of those events? You went to a march. Praise God. Towards the end of the civil rights. Okay, but you went to one of the marches. Praise God. I lived in Atlanta. Oh, you lived in Atlanta. Hazel. I saw Dr. Martin Luther King. He came to our high school. Wow, Dr. King came to Hazel's High School. Praise God. That's amazing, Hazel. That's, that's a witness, right? She saw Dr. King in person at her high school. Oh, Pearlie said MLK was at her high school, Addison Junior High. It was a junior high school. It was a junior high school at the time. So Pearlie was an actual eyewitness. Did anyone else uh, witness any historical events? Maybe when uh, JFK was shot or um, some, some big, uh, my historical event that I remember is when the, remember when the NASA Challenger Explorer blew up in space? You know, I wasn't in the, there. <laughs> I was watching on TV with all the rest of y'all, right? But we were all witnesses. Whitney, you got a witness? Okay. Oh, 9-11, historical event. We weren't in New York, but we saw it on TV, right? But some people were actually in New York. The Huff riots. Huff riots. Whitney just wanted us to mention when Barack Obama was elected president. We all witnessed that and experienced that. 
Yes, Helena. That's right. Hidden Figures movie. The Katherine Johnson that she helped launch uh, astronauts into space. And uh, Helena was one of her Sunday school students back in the day. She was. She attended the Presbyterian Church in West Virginia. In Virginia. And then Virginia, and Helena came to Cleveland. <laughs> but we were witnesses. All of us have been eyewitnesses to some major historical events. Amen? And these events have shaped us over the years. So the Bible talks a lot about being a witness. The Bible actually defines a witness as the person, same person, person, and that's a Christian, the, the persons that have experienced the power, say power, power, of the crucified and resurrected Jesus. That's the Bible's definition of a witness, that we have actually experienced the power of the crucified and resurrected Jesus Christ. As a follower of Jesus, we are commanded, say commanded, Amen. to be witnesses, say to be witnesses, for Christ. It's not an option. Tell your neighbor, it's not an option. The final instruction that Jesus gave us in the Great Commission was what? Y'all know? To go and tell, right? And to make disciples, to be witnesses, right? So the fundamental job, or one of the jobs of being a Christian is to be a witness. Say, I am a witness. I am a witness. Being a Christian in the simplest form is sharing with others, say with others, what Jesus has done in your life. Has Jesus done anything in your life? Did you tell somebody about it? Praise God. When we talk about what Jesus has done in our life, it is offering up evidence. Evidence. Say evidence. evidence. It's offering up evidence from our own experience that validates what Jesus has done for us. Now, Jesus doesn't ask me to go around telling what Jesus did for all of you all. He, he asked me just to tell my story of what Jesus has done for me. And he asked you to tell your story of what Jesus has done for you. Praise God. The book of Acts speaks to this mandate that was for Jesus followers. Did y'all hear those two words? Jesus followers. He's not asking non-believers to go and tell the story of the good news. Who is he asking? All of us, Jesus followers, praise God. And he's not just talking about followers from back in the day. He's talking about present followers and future followers. So Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit come onto you, and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Jesus tells his followers that they will receive that helper. What's our helper called? The Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is actually what helps us and empowers us to be a witness for Jesus Christ. Say good news. The good news, praise God. Jesus tells us to share the good news about him. He just wants us to talk about our experiences with anyone who's willing to listen. Did you know that the Greek 
word for witness is the word martus. Say martus. Martus can actually be uh, translated as martyr. Y'all hear it? Martyr, right? <laughs> it is a word that shows up throughout the book of Acts as the early Christians demonstrated their faith to others. They were such powerful witnesses, my friends, they were even willing to die to say to other people, there is a God, his name is Jesus Christ, he died on the cross for me, and he rose from the dead. People were willing to die for that message. When Jesus, or actually when Paul was talking about uh, the ends of the earth, I'm sorry, that was Jesus, when Jesus said, be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, that was actually a circle on the map. He was, he was saying, in this circle, as far as you can go. So for us, you can imagine, he would say, from New York, from Florida, Texas, California, all the way up to Washington. In that circle, he was saying, this is your circle that you know of. But I want you to go in your circle, but then out of your circle to the ends of the earth. That's what he was telling the disciples. And that's what he's telling us as well. There is no place on earth where we were not meant to advocate about Jesus Christ. You see, we can't go to work and hide our Christianity. We can't go to school and hide our Christianity. We can't go to the grocery store and act like we are not Christians. There is no place on earth. Tell your neighbor, there's no place. We are to be witnesses everywhere. Say everywhere. You see, when we have lives that are powerfully submitted to the living Jesus Christ, we want to tell somebody about it, praise God. We want to talk about it. You see, Jesus gave us his unforgiving grace. He, he forgave us. He said, I'm going to forgive you over and over and over again. He gave us his mercy, his power, his love, his kindness. He gave us all of that. And how do we respond? By telling somebody about it, by being a witness. Yes, we need to spend time in prayer. Tell your neighbor, make sure you're praying. Yes, we need to come to church. Tell your neighbor, I'm glad you came to church today. But the most basic response to faith is to tell somebody about what Jesus has done in your life. To be a witness. Say again, I am a witness. The word says through word and deed. So we talk about it, but we also show it, don't we? You see, because sometimes people say they are Christian, but their actions tell you something different. You cannot be a Christian and then turn around and want to cuss out everybody under the sun. Just don't add up. Holy Spirit is not working in your heart. You cannot be a Christian and then turn around and want to go kill people. That is why these world wars don't make sense to us. You can't tell everybody in the whole world we're people of faith and then you go bomb a whole country and kill all the kids. Can't do that, can you? You cannot be a Christian and, and then watch somebody that's suffering and doesn't have food to eat and doesn't have a place to stay. You cannot be a Christian and turn your back on people. The Holy Spirit will not allow it, will he? It is through word 
and deed, say word and deed, that we are witnesses to the love, the mercy, the grace, the sacrifice, the hope, and the power of Jesus. All of those things come from Jesus. Amen? Every single thing comes from Jesus. This new year, we are already a full month into this new year. But each and every one of us, we can be a better witness. Say, I can be a better witness. We have to challenge ourselves to be better witnesses. And we can make a commitment to that by simply living lifestyles that someone will look at us and say, it's something different about them. They act differently. They talk differently. They, they behave differently. You see, there are places in the gospel where Jesus talks about what it means to be a witness. In fact, in the middle of one of his most famous sermons, Jesus tells his followers that they have an important job to do. They are to be lights in the darkness. Jesus calls each and every one of us to be a light. Has he ever told you to go be dark? No, he has not. He has said, be a light in the midst of darkness. And our scripture reading from the book of Matthew today, it says, but in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared. Say always be prepared. To give an answer to everyone. Let's say that again. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone. You see, Jesus wants us to be ready to give an answer to everyone. It continues to say, anyone who asks you to give reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. He's not saying, go around bragging, I got Jesus and you don't. <laughs> I mean, that would be cool to watch, though. <laughs> but he's saying, do it with gentleness and respect. And then he tells us, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against you, your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed for your slant, their slander. You see, when we live our lives, people going to talk about us, won't they? People going to say things about us, but they're going to be able to say, she always praying. I'll take that one. She always praising God. I'll take that one too. She always talking about Jesus. Oh, I'll gladly take that one. She always invites. Here she comes. She's going to invite me to church again. Is that the worst thing you're going to say about me? You keep on talking. <laughs> you keep on talking. Praise God. Because people can say a lot worse things, can't they? You know, some of you have may have read the emails and we have been trying to share that our benefactor, Mary Crogness, died last week. Yeah. Now, for those that were here last week, I stood up here and gave a testimony, eyewitness testimony, that her and her husband had made a commitment to give us $100,000 for our building. And we were so excited and we were so thankful and glad that somebody cared for us, amen? Her husband and, and Mary, they took the time to care for us. And then shortly after that, maybe Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday, uh, after that Sunday, she had a massive heart attack in the parking lot of her garage. And when she fell, she hit her head and caused major damage too. And she died. Nobody, 
expected her to die, but Jesus, amen? And so I know I, I don't get focused on the money because I know some of y'all already thinking, well, well, what about the money? See, you're going to mess up your witness. Don't mess up your witness. Tell your neighbor, don't mess up your witness. God is going to provide for us, amen? God is going to provide for us. But I want to share a little bit of Mary's story. Because the first time she came to our building was through Susan. Susan was at work being kind, being gentle, being loving, being a witness through her word and deeds. Mary saw Susan and said, hey, what's up, what's up with you? How you doing? And then they began to develop a relationship. And then when we had our tornado... Susan shared what was going on with us, not expecting anything from Mary at all. Mary had a kindness in her heart and immediately said, how can I help? What can I do to help? She connect, Susan connected her with me. First time I met her, she came through the door with a check in her hand. I was like, oh, okay. Hello, Mary. <laughs> Praise God. Her and her husband immediately began to financially support us. But they didn't just support us financially. They prayed for us. Yes. She also wrote letters, praise God. Mary wrote letters and she told everybody at Justin Park all about our tornado. Her friends began to send in offerings, praise God. She was a witness to what was happening to us. She was a witness of the goodness of God, amen. She even began writing a letter. One of her personal friends is Agnes Gund. Do y'all know the Gund Foundation? Agnes, the, the big money people, right? The letter was so beautifully written. And her husband said he still wants to try to send it. But she had wrote this letter and as she was writing it, she called me and she said, Pastor Kelly, as I'm writing this letter, I'm trying to make it as personal as possible because this is her friend. You know how you talk to your friend. This is not a stranger off the street. This is a friend. They have had dinners together. They have went on trips together. They have enjoyed life together. This is her friend. And she asked, she said, I want to be able to share with Aggie because she didn't call her Agnes. She called her Aggie. That's her friend. She said, I want to be able to share with Aggie what makes new life at Calvary different. What is special about New Life at Calvary that's different from every other church, that's different from every other poor church and black church, because there's a lot of us, y'all, in this community, amen? What's different about you all from everybody else? And when she asked me that question, I was not prepared. Look at that scripture, always be prepared. I was, not, I was not even expecting the question. So when she asked me, I said, you know, let me take a minute. Let me think about that. Let me ponder on it. Let me pray on it. Let me ask some other people of New Life in Calvary. And I did those things. I prayed. I, I talked to, you know, people at the session. I talked to people in Bible study class. I just kind of kept dropping the question. What makes us special so I can give this answer back to Mary? Well, she died before I had the opportunity to give her the answer. But that doesn't mean that God still didn't give me the answer, amen? So this past week, a lot of people were hurt. If you look in your bulletin, you can see the list of people that are in the hospital, that 
have lost loved ones. I mean, we experienced a lot of death, a lot of loss, a lot of people in the hospital. Stay with me. Tell your neighbor. Stay with Pastor Kelly. She's going off on a journey. So I'm on the phone with Camilla Williams. Camilla Williams is telling me about her mother, Benita, who's also in the hospital, and her grandmother, Dolores Williams, who's also in the hospital. And Camilla has also dealt with her own personal health struggles. So I'm just sitting there listening. We on the telephone talking, like two friends talk. And she's telling me all about how hard it's been and how scared she has been at times and how difficult it is to see, because her grandmother is in her 90s. So I'm just listening, and then Camilla, now I didn't tell Camilla anything about Mary. I didn't say anything about the question Mary had asked me. I didn't say anything. I'm again listening, because I'm an active listener. Tell your partner, be an active listener. (laughs) So I'm just listening, and she starts saying, and she starts telling me, you know, Pastor Kelly, what I love about my church, she says, my church. She said, you can't find anything like New Life at Calvary anywhere. So I'm just listening, y'all. I'm just listening. She says, we journey together in this life. She said, I don't, I don't care where I'm at. I know New Life at Calvary is praying for me. I don't even have to ask them. They already praying for me. She started going down the list of people who have been calling her and talking to her and praying with her and reaching out to her. And she started telling me about the visits of you all, say you all, from New Life at Calvary supporting her. And she says, New Life at Calvary is full of people who truly believe in God. You can see it. You can feel it. You know it. They are witnesses that they believe in God. And when she said it, God said, there's your answer. Be prepared to always, always give reason to why you have hope in Christ. And I had to ask the Lord for forgiveness and I wasn't ready. But the Lord, that's why it's counsel with each other. That's why we talk to each other. That's why we journey together. Because New Life at Calvary, it is something special about us. And what's special about us is that we believe in Jesus Christ. We believe that he died for us. We believe that he rose for us. And we believe that he's coming back again for us. Amen? Sometimes we can be a little ashamed of that. Sometimes we can feel like it's embarrassing to even say in our world. How many of us have at times held back because we don't want someone to think differently of us if we say something about Jesus. We don't want someone to think we're crazy. That person going around talking about they believe in God. Yes, I believe in God. That's what makes me special. That's what makes New Life at Calvary special. That's what makes us different. Because we are a church that believes in God and we try to live like we believe in God. Yes, we make mistakes. Yes, we don't always get it right. But we pull each other back and say, hold on now. You're not looking like you believe in Jesus. We got to work together in this, don't we? Some of us have at times been afraid to tell a neighbor, a co-worker, or a classmate that we believe in Jesus. 
But I'm telling you today, New Life at Calvary, we got to let that go. We want to be a better witness in 2024. We're going to go tell everybody, yes, I really believe in Jesus. He is alive to me. He is real to me. He speaks to me. Some of us don't even want to tell people that Jesus speaks to you. Jesus speaks to me. Hallelujah. And I'm glad he knows my name. And yes, it sounds crazy. Oh my God, it sounds crazy that you cannot see God. Amen. You cannot feel him. You can't talk to him, but he is there all the time. He's even here right now. That is what it means to be a witness. Amen. To know Jesus is with you all day, every day. He is the reason. He is the reason that we have life. And the Apostle Paul says, do not be ashamed of the gospel. He said, I will not be silenced. He will not hide his faith. The reason that he knows about God's power is because he personally experienced it on that road. To, he remember, Paul experienced the blindness and Jesus put the light on him and gave him back his sight. That is why we serve Jesus I am a witness today, and I pray, my friends, that you are a witness as well, that God loves you, and the good news, say good news again, is that the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ has transformed us and made us new. I'm so new today. Let's pray. Gracious and holy, holy God. You are so awesome and amazing, and we are so thankful, Lord, that you have given us a new year, a new year, a new us. We don't have to be the same old people that we've always been, Holy Spirit. We can walk with pride, hold our heads up, and tell the world that we serve a living God, that our God is not dead, that our God loves us, and you have sacrificed for us, Holy Spirit. We can tell people there's a Holy Spirit, hallelujah, and that Holy Spirit dwells in me, and I want you to see it, Holy Spirit. I want the world to see how much I love you, Lord, and I pray, Holy Spirit, as you are in our midst right now, Lord, that you would transform us all, make us new, make us bold, make us courageous, Holy Spirit. We are new life at Calvary. And we are only special because we believe in you. We thank you and we honor you. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Praise God, my friends. Let us all rise. And we're going to sing this song, How Great is Our God, with our praise band and praise team. And if you want prayer because you know you want to be a better witness, you want to be able to share the gospel, or you want to become that person of Christ, we are inviting you up for prayer or we'll come to you, our lay pastors, pastors, elders, we will come and pray with you.
this upcoming week, Pastor Antonia Hazel Hicks and Ruth Yarbrough are traveling on our behalf, rep representing New Life at Calvary in South Carolina at our national gathering. Praise God. So we want to ask them to come on up. We want to pray for them and pray for our denomination and the elders or any family members that would like to come up and stand with them so we can pray. <laughs> they have a hard task. That national gathering is not easy. I'm thanking God that, we have, that I can stay here and don't have to go this year. <laughs> but they represent you like at Calvary on the national level. <laughs> And if those of you would uh, just reach your hand toward them, please. Gracious God, we thank you for this wonderful delegation of Pastor Antonia and Ruth and Hazel, dedicated to you, Lord, and serving you in New Life at Calvary. We pray, Holy Spirit, that as they go forward to, to uh, serve you and to honor you, Lord, and to represent us, Lord, grant them travel mercy, Lord. Grant them a strong and powerful voice, Holy Spirit. Give them wisdom and discernment. Help them to develop new relationships with our denomination. And we pray for our national gathering, Lord. We know they need you in a mighty and powerful way, Lord. Help them to see all of the churches and to care for all of the churches, Lord, because we all have a need. And we just thank you for the gathering. We thank you for everyone that will be attending. And we ask for your grace and your mercy. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen. 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 Go forth, ladies. Go forth. <laughs> So they'll be there Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And hopefully they get some some rest time because Pastor Antonia needs some rest after her whole mother's planning that whole service. Ruth needs some rest. She ready to play golf, amen. <laughs> I'm sure Hazel needs some rest. And me and Gail and Sylvia, we're going to be holding down the fort here. And we're going to get some rest too, praise God. <laughs> uh, just a few announcements if you look at your uh, we try to set this up y'all so that if people come in the door we won't see them so quickly and they're not in the camera but we also have a big um, dumpster in the back we have been clean well, I don't want to say we but let me just take we out of this Reginald, Lenny and Reginald's brother Derek have cleaned our basement y'all it looks amazing down here they have done a phenomenal job of throwing away stuff that's been in the basement since the 1960s hallelujah and uh, they cleaned the basement primarily so the boiler people can begin to change our pipes so the pipe work begins this week we thank God for that if you all look at your announcements, we do want to say happy birthday to our birthday folks. Where are y'all at? Happy birthday, Rosie Wright. Hallelujah. Margaret Mallory, praise God, is here. Barbara Lowry is here, praise God. And Gerald Nevins, we say happy birthday to all of you. Now, oh, you're mom, praise God. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> so we do, we will be celebrating next Sunday, a special celebration, because you all know we do our 90, our people that are in their 90s, we celebrate them 
an extra special birthday. So Margaret Mallory will be celebrating. Margaret, do you want to share? How old do you want to share? 92. 92 years. Praise God. And Emma Jackson will be turning 90, praise God. So we'll be celebrating both of them. So bring some birthday cards. If you have a little extra money, put some money in the cards for them. But we'll be celebrating their birthdays uh, next Sunday. Our congregation meeting is scheduled for Sunday, February the 11th. Please plan on staying a little longer. Don't forget to turn in your pledge sheets, my friends. Turn in your pledge sheets. And then, uh, let's see, we do have all the Bible study classes this week. No one is on vacation at all this week. Let me just look. All of you all that love those donuts, today was the last day. <laughs> we still don't have the coffee. But those donuts are expensive, but we're trying to stay on our budget. Pray if y'all like, boom. Well, Rosie said, because Rosie felt like y'all was going to have this reaction. That y'all should, you know, dig deep in your purse and your pockets and we'll put a little cup over there and we'll make sure you have donuts if you help pay for them, praise God. <laughs> Otherwise, we are going to go back to our more better priced granola bars and pop tarts. <laughs> so you're going to have something. It won't be the Dunkin' Donuts, but there will be some refreshments for you to eat. But if you truly want the donuts, I think Pastor Antonio, I did like $80 or something like that. They're expensive. Five dozen are $80. They're $12 a dozen. So anybody that would like to make those, you bring the donuts or help us buy them, we can. But again, you got to dig in your pocket, praise God. Yes. Yeah, we can. We have refrigerator refrigerators in our basement. I do want to invite Sharon Thomas to come up. She wants to share a quick testimony with us. And please make sure you read the prayer list that's in the bulletin. We do want to be praying for these families. Good morning. So most of you know my son, Brian, and I've asked a lot of you for prayer. When he started his journey, his culinary journey in Florida, it got to be a little difficult for him. And I can't tell you how many jobs he's lost and then he's gotten it. But by the goodness of God, and we all know that God said we are not going to live on flowery beds of ease. We do know that our plans are not always God's plans. But Brian called me yesterday, and anytime I get this call or ID, I'm like, oh, Lord, what happened now? He said, Mom, I have good news. Brian is currently at a restaurant he's been at for about four months. He's an executive sous chef. That's one step below executive chef. He had a um, review with his chef and the head of HR. He is now going to be an executive chef. They are preparing him for one of their chain restaurants to run his own restaurant. And he got a significant salary increase. So thank you, Life and Calvary family, for your prayers. I said, maybe I can finally start. 
up working all these jobs and he could take care of his mama for a change. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm mighty glad you came to church today. 